congratulations, you've made it to the honor roll. I'm Chris Dunn, and I'll be introducing you to the people who make Fayette County Public Schools excellent. Our district annually ranks among the best in both the state of Georgia and nation academically, and we want to shine the spotlight on everyone who helps our students thrive. Behind every successful school day is a team of people worthy of recognition, and they each have their own story to tell. Join us as we dive in and learn about their journeys, their inspirations, and their whys on the honor roll. I'm here with Scott Schmidt. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you teach, classes, clubs you're involved with. Okay, so I teach at Whitewater High School, and uh, the classes that I teach, it's a three-year pathway. So intro to law is the first year, and it's kind of like a general like uh, law class. So like uh, disasters, basic life support, right. you know, just to kind of get the feel for it. And then the second year is called Criminal Justice Essentials, and that's more like I tell kids all the time, it's kind of like the, the, the argument class because it's lawyer right. stuff. So it's courtrooms <laughs> and sentencing and uh, punishment and a lot of case law and things right. of that sort. And then the third um, class is forensics. Yeah. So that's like criminal investigation right. and things of that sort. So that's, that's the three-year pathway. And then also, I, uh, when I have time, <laughs> I, uh, I coach football. Right. I do the special teams uh, for the football team. And then I'm also the head boy soccer coach. And then when I have time on top of that, I teach driver's ed. <laughs> so so I, I, I try to stay pretty busy up there. Gotcha. And so let's dive into, let's talk about your early life, uh, where you grew up, um, what school life was like for you as a student. So I am a uh, northern guy, even though I've been down here since 1993. Wow. So I guess close to 30 years already. Yeah. Um, but I was born and raised in Pennsylvania, uh, a town called Cranberry Township. It's right outside of Pittsburgh. And how I kind of explain it to people, it's equivalent to uh, where I live now. So I'm 20 minutes gotcha. from Atlanta. So I'm 20 minutes from Pittsburgh when gotcha. where I grew up in Cranberry. Um, grew up with some um, uh, some really good Western PA people. Uh, football is really big up there. Uh, played football in high school and played against people like Ty Law and Sean Gilbert. Uh, LeVar Arrington, who went to Penn wow. State, uh, played against some pretty good, uh, pretty good jokers up there. You know, Dan Marino yeah. up there as well. Jim Kelly. Right. Um, and the cool thing about the Jim Kelly story that I find always unique is um, – my head coach was Jim Kelly's head coach at East Brady High School. Wow. So when I was in high school, he came to Seneca Valley, was my head coach, and I uh, got to know him real well. And he really had a huge impact on me just as yeah. a – not just as a player, but as a uh, as an individual. Right. He um, good dude and really enjoyed my time yeah. um, back there. But getting back to school as a student, um, I tell my students in class all the time, I loved high school. Like I missed literally one day of school right. from the 10th grade to 12th grade. Yeah. Uh, our school was a little different. Um, we had a junior high concept, right. so seventh, eighth, and ninth was junior high, right. and then tenth, uh, eleventh, twelfth was considered high school. So through high school, I missed really one day of school because <laughs> I really liked being in right. school and, and enjoyed my time there. Um, my, I enjoyed my teachers. I, I can still remember Dan Sample putting his legs up on the. He, had, he wore jeans all the time. And it was fun, you know, he, and he probably had a, he had a chew in. Yeah. And he has jeans up teaching us history and has boots on. And, yeah. uh, but I learned and, and I really enjoyed his class. 
Yeah. Just the name, uh, dude. Yeah. And then you went in, did you play college football as well? So, yeah, so graduated high school in 1989, which seems so long ago. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, graduated uh, from there and uh, got a scholarship to play college football at a D2 school, uh, Geneva College, and uh, played quarterback and uh, was able to go in there as a freshman and compete for the job wow. and win the job and then played four years. And uh, what's pretty cool is I can, uh, you know, <laughs> played 40-some um, games and yeah. still move stuff. Yeah. And um, um, But I always – one thing I do tell since we're talking about life is yeah. I, don't, I don't really regret a lot of things. Right. Uh, but I do regret one thing. My wife and I were talking about this the other day, just my path and my son's path are very similar. Yeah. Not that I'm here to talk about him, but – um, as far as like the thing I regret is I was selected as like the top 50 players of Geneva college history, yeah. hundred year history. And I didn't go to the ceremony right. because I had high school football responsibilities right. and, um, and it was in Pennsylvania and I'm yeah. in Georgia and, but I should have just said, you know what, I'm going to fly up early Saturday, yeah. do it and come back. But I did, but anyhow, well, maybe- it's cool to know that I'm up on the. Well, the little board up there. Maybe you can make it to the next milestone. That's right. right. I hope so. And I think that, and well, this kind of is a side like that is you playing D2 ball, um, that's kind of perspective you can offer to your athletes is, I think, you know, everyone dreams of playing for Alabama or Penn State, and they don't realize how special it is to get to play at any level. And there's some there's some athletes. There's some dudes. Yeah. I mean, and my son's at a Division two yeah. school, and he's found out that, you know, and I coach high school football, and people, all the kids, mm-hmm. all they talk about is D1, D1, and I'm trying to tell them. Yeah. I go to my son's game every yeah. weekend to watch, and they are really good athletes yeah. at D2 level. Yeah. Uh, we went, uh, last year we flew into Cleveland to watch uh, him play uh, a team called Notre Dame, Ohio. Yeah. That looked like Ohio State, just right. in a different uniform. I mean, it would, there's some good-looking yeah. players. So. Yeah, D2 is good football. D3, they're all good yeah. football. It's, it's, just, it's where just, you can find your niche. It's just a blessing to have an opportunity to mm-hmm. use sports as a way to get an education. Exactly, for sure. And, yeah, I was able to double major while I was there in college. I was a business and finance and mark, or, uh, business ministry and accounting major. Yeah. So able to do all that as well. So so then let's let's jump then from your, your double major then into your career. Because I, I first met you uh, as as a – School resource officer, a police right. officer. So, how did that? So, this is out? this is funny. Uh, <laughs> so, I become a business accounting major, thinking I want to be this accountant and stuff. And right. I get out of college, and and it's all who you know. And yeah. my dad's a UPS driver, yeah. and he has all these people on his route, so he knows these accountant guys yeah. and gets me these interviews with these people. Well, I go and I get home. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want to do this. This is like. Yeah. I want more excitement. So in my mind, I always wanted to be a Secret Service agent. Yeah. So I thought, hey, with my business and my finance and right. accounting, all that. So I applied, and uh, so again, my dad knew someone, right, and that was uh, <laughs> knew someone in the kind of the Secret Service, just the introductory part. So I go fill out all the stuff and get a couple interviews. Everything's going good because you know if you get more than one interview, you're right, kind of trucking along there. Well, then all of a sudden the election. Of Bill Clinton shows yeah. up, and because of that, they put a hiring freeze on everything. Gotcha. So I'm out of luck there. So 
I was like, what am I going to do? So my dad's like, hey, and the guy that, the, the same right. guy that got me the Secret Service kind of in to start with said, hey, why don't you go local yeah. police department? You can do all kinds of stuff with it. So right. I went to the police academy in Pennsylvania and uh, got on with a local sheriff's department up there. Well, the sheriff's department in Pennsylvania is way different than what the sheriff's department does down right. here in Georgia. And I wasn't real, it was like, I'd pick up a sick inmate, take him to the hospital, yeah. and I was like, man, that's kind of not what I really want. Right. I want a little more action. <laughs> so this, you're going to laugh at the, when I talk about action. So <laughs> I, I put out all these resumes and things, and, uh, and I get like five hitbacks. One was Peachtree City. Yeah. One was like uh, Myrtle Beach. I was like, hey, single guy on the beach, right? <laughs> uh, Everyone watched Baywatch, right? That would have been fun, right? Be that guy on the four-wheeler. Yeah. But, uh, You're in a little Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff, that's right. Uh, uh, and uh, so, I, I honestly, I prayed about it. I was like, where yeah. do I go? So I, I, I took the first one, and I went to Peachtree City, yeah. thinking city buildings, right? Because I'm from Pittsburgh. Right. And I drive down, or I fly down here and get ready for my, you know, I'm trucking along and the interstate's crazy because people are flying by right. me. I'm like, whoa, I'm not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> and I get off 85 at the Peachtree City exit, and I go down 74, and I'm traveling. Next thing I know, I end up in Fayetteville. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? So I go to a gas station. I said, hey, sir, I'm looking for Peachtree City. I don't see any buildings or right. anything. He's like, he laughs at me. He goes, you know that place back there about about five or eight miles that had, did you see any golf carts? I was like, yeah. He said, that's Peachtree City. Right. I was like, really? It was just a blip back <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So, so I turn around and go back and interview, and they offer me the job, and I take it. So I'm working in Peachtree City, and, you know, uh, it was good. There was a lot of, I met a lot of great people. There was some cool action. There was more than what people thought. Right. Um, and I became the DARE officer, right. and then I moved up and became a sergeant, and I did some stuff on the road. Yeah. And then this position that the school resource officer opened, right. they wanted to, me to be the first one to kind of, the, the chief wanted me to be the first one. So I jumped on it. I thought, hey, why not? Uh, because I was coaching football, so I was around the kids right. as it was. I was a lay coach. They called a lay coach. And uh, so I was doing that anyhow. So I did that, and that was really cool. And then the process, becoming the school resource officer, they wanted me to teach some law classes. Yeah. So then I got certified in that. And I was really trugging along and thinking, you know what? I like this teaching gig. I yeah. like these kids. I like being involved right. and, and building relationships with them. Uh, so that following year, the chief started an initiative. Now, the chief only hired like college graduates. So right. all the police department, I don't know how it is now, but back when I worked starting in 93, um, he hired anybody you had to have a college degree right. which i thought was pretty cool so we we're all college grads and right. uh so he's like hey i'll pay for you guys or i'm starting this initiative mm -hmm. to have masters and you know let's get higher degrees and kind of like maybe public administration and things right. of that sort so i said okay so i used that to become to get my masters in teaching gotcha so that didn't go over too well <laughs> uh, he didn't know that at the time. He was willing. The, the right. city paid for it and stuff because I was getting my education right. and a master's. And <clears throat> I found myself saying, you know, I really want to do this teaching thing. I think yeah. this would be a great calling uh, to be around the kids. And right. just uh, I think my enthusiasm and all that stuff would, would really be good. So I got my master's, and that I will never forget it. It was the following May. 
um, I met with Stillians, who was the principal yeah. at uh, uh, Macintosh High School, and Colleen Ramsey back in the day was the director of special ed. Yeah. And I said, hey, I got my master's special ed. I would love. She's like, we'd love to have you. Greg's yeah. like, I'd love to have you. So signed all that paperwork, and then I turned in my resignation to chief. I don't, I don't think he talked to me for like a week. Um, and he and I were good, you know. Right. The, the, I think a week went by, and I, I went to his office and said, you're going to ignore me? I only got a week left. I mean, come on. <laughs> and he's like, no, I just and, – and this always resonated with me. Yeah. And, and you don't get a lot of compliments a lot of times, right. you know. And, 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 and I'm not one of those that looks for that all the time, but right. it's nice to yeah. get a pat on the back. And he really – I remember him saying, you know, I'm mad at you because I really don't want you to go right. because how valuable you are. But he goes, I know you'll do great things. So right. I knew that that was the right thing that I did. Yeah. Um, so then I got at the Macintosh and um, was teaching special ed there and uh, did that for, how long was I there? Ten years, I think. <clears throat> and worked for three head coaches, three yeah. principals, three athletic directors. Um, if everybody knows... <laughs> My man Chris here taught him, taught him and coached him at yeah. Macintosh. That was fun. His brother Matt. Yeah. So a lot of great, great memories yeah. at Macintosh, to be honest. But I wanted to be a head coach. Right. And it wasn't going to happen there. And I could see the writing on the wall, and that's fine. Uh, it all works out for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I left and went to Union Grove. And at Union Grove, um, I was hired by Mike McDonald. He's the head coach at Northgate. And he previously, right. I think you were yeah, there. Yeah, I knew from McIntosh yeah, as well. Yeah, he was there coaching under Ashmore yeah. and um, and those guys, and we all worked together. So I was able to go over there and work with him. And then a new high school it was in the mix of Henry County opening up when we were at Union Grove. And I put right. my hat or put my name in the hat there and was able to become the head football coach at Woodland, which was good, and taught the uh, yeah. public safety class over there. And after about five or six years, uh, I really wanted to come back here because right. my kids were getting to a point where I was being away from them. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, I had to think about, okay, on a Friday night, because my son decided to play football, my oldest. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, now this is going to be a problem because <laughs> if I'm coaching on a Friday night and it's senior night right. and we're at two different schools, mama's not going to be too happy. Right. <laughs> so I need to figure something out. So I was able to... Um, get a chance to come over and coach with uh, Coach McCreary at Whitewater. Yeah. And uh, he, I remember the interview. It was real quick and sweet. If anybody yeah. knows him, it's real quick and sweet. And he's like, <laughs> oh, it's- I hate special teams. Can you do special teams? I said, Coach, I love special teams. <laughs> and that's what it was. So I was able to yeah. coach special teams and be with him and uh, teach the law program. And uh, it's been great. Um, the kids at Whitewater are just are awesome. Uh, yeah. I fill my classes up. They they enjoy the curriculum, and it's been really positive. And then, uh, for those who don't know, I mean, this school system is pretty important to your family because your your wife has been with the school system for however long. She's twenty eight years. She's got two years till she can possibly retire, yeah. but she's been around twenty eight years. She's the reading coordinator for for the county. So yeah, she so we we stay pretty educationally tied yeah. in. Yeah, um, and so let's talk about some of your. So, so you you go away from active law enforcement, but you're obviously still having an impact on it. How mm. roughly how many kids that you taught do you think have gone into either law enforcement or or the law? Uh, well, that's funny you say that. Um, so this past weekend we flew up to see my son play in Charleston. Yeah. Well, one of my students 
is now a police officer in the in Charleston area, West Virginia. Wow. And when I posted a picture about, you know, kickoff or whatever, yeah. he said, hey, I'm real close to the stadium. I'm like, what a small world. Yeah. Uh, I know he's there, and there's a, a girl named Hannah Greer. She ended up going to West Virginia, the forensic school there. Yeah. Just, it's hard to guess how many, but I know they're impacted yeah. and they're going to these places. So when you think Chief lost you as a police officer, but... In the end, gained think whole, how many hit you've mm-hmm. helped put into the yep. into that realm. And Sheriff Babb, the Fayette yeah. County Sheriff, he's a good friend as well, and and I've known him since his yeah. Atlanta days. Yeah, uh, and he and I used to run around together. Um, but uh, he's able; he's a great resource because he allows his officers to come in and, and do presentations. Yeah. Uh, like sometimes we'll bring the drug dog in and they'll do a mock little thing. Right. But also, more importantly, he allows me to call him up and say, "Hey." This student is a really sharp student. What do you think about it? Some sort of internship for the summer. And he has always opened his door and allowed those students to do that, which has helped them in their path. Right. And so, so what, to me, I think what's important about your classes is I think maybe a high school student, if they don't know any better, think, might think of law enforcement as scary, that they're only there to get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so what's important about your class kind of, exposing them to so, that world. Yeah, so I one big thing and you've 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 seen some pictures of it cuz you've done you've asked about it is uh, I bring a lot of guest speakers in. I try to bring real life people in right. that do these different jobs and it's not all about the police officer like I bring federal agents in or right. I'll bring uh, brought a fire investigative dog that sniffs yeah. for for you know accelerants and stuff. Just some different uh, bring in a coroner. Um, yeah. I brought in her, the deputy coroner, Lee, uh, Lee Ellen Gaston from the yeah. county here. So I try to bring a lot of locals in to help them just see that there's more to it. But then just the curriculum too, just to give them a perspective that, you know, it's like anything else in the world. Every job we could probably pinpoint has one bad apple. Yeah. That doesn't mean the whole bunch is terrible. Right. And not, they're not all out to get you and this or that. So I try to just let them know that the profession, there's so much to it. Mm-hmm. And that they can, uh, there's different facets to it. And it's all what they want to do that's right. um, important to them. And it takes a really special person to go into that Correct. career too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, yeah, for sure. You have to... Uh, you have to have a good mindset and have to be organized and you have to you know pay attention to details yeah. and things of that sort so and i think being a coach and teaching that too it's i'm sure um, there could be a lot of overlap there the mindset of being able to handle um, a soccer match under pressure and in a real life situation maybe there's a car wreck or something that you're responding to correct it's it's good to you've had that blood pumping before and yeah. you know how to react. Yeah, a lot adrenaline pumps quite often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we um. Let, well, let's let's double back for a minute. Talk about some of your kind of inspirations, maybe coaches or teachers that kind of help push you down this path. So, <clears throat> really, the 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 one that comes to mind a lot is my ninth grade football coach. He also taught. Uh, biology but i never had him he was just uh jeff wilhelm i'll never forget him he uh, in ninth grade he he would say all this stuff and at the time you know me tim driscoll billy schneider (laughs) dale berg and all my buddies and my kids get astonished how i just flip off names that yeah that i went to school with and stories but anyhow so those dudes we we're like what is he talking about but then as life happened Mm -hmm. i'm like 
That's such a Wilhelm thing. He's so right. right. Uh, and one of the biggest things he told me, two things I want to share. One was about school, that you got to love what you're doing. Yeah. If you don't love what you're doing, you need to go because kids, they'll see right through your fakeness that you're just trying to go through the motions. And I've always tried to live by that. I, I, uh, I would assume, I hope, that if you walked in and asked my kids how much energy level I get, give them, they would say, I'm off the chains, which is good because I, yeah. I, I try to just, I love what I do. Right. I wouldn't change anything about what I do. I love what I do because when I don't love what I do, then it's time to yeah. head out. Uh, so that was one of the big things I remember him saying, just just love what you're doing if you want to be in education. Now, he did say this, and I didn't listen to him on this one. <laughs> he said, hey, Schmidt, you might want to be a teacher right. if you're going to coach. I'm like, oh, no, I want to be a businessman. I'll be able to do that. Well, he was right for sure on that yeah. one. I definitely didn't listen to that because it's hard to to be an accountant mm-hmm. and then go coach because you know you're yeah. a, you're a nine to five or maybe six and you got clients and stuff. Yeah. So he did tell me that I didn't listen to that one, but I did I did wrap around eventually and figure it out the other way. And the other thing that really was a life lesson, um, you know, as a ninth grade, you don't really think about marriage, kids, and stuff. At least I didn't. I was like, I'm not even thinking about that. But I do remember him saying, and this always impacted me. Is it? He said, Scott. Remember, when you get married someday, you're not married to your kids. You're married to your wife. Right. And I thought, what is he talking? I mean, he's kind of like talking in like Spanish or something. I don't know what he's talking <laughs> to me about. But when I finally got married back in 1998 yeah. and we, started to, we decided to have children, it hit me. Wilhelm's right. Yeah. So we decided... From then on, no matter what, we're always going to have a date once a week or once every two weeks yeah. with the kids, get them with a the babysitter mm-hmm. so that we always know each other, right. that we don't have to reconnect after. We don't want to just put everything into our kids that when the kids are gone, yeah. we don't know each other anymore. And we've always done that. So that's been a great Wilhelm. Yeah. I call it a Wilhelmism, I guess. Yeah. But uh, that's really, he's really impacted me. Yeah, about um, keeping your like priorities in order and right. and. I, don't lose yourself. Right. That's right. So I've always tried to, to live by them. So two out of the three that he gave me, I was all in. That that other one about being a make sure you be a teacher if you want to coach. I was like, ah, no, I'll figure it out, bro. I, I figured it out later. Right. But, and that uh, kind of that last bit of advice kind of plays into for teachers is that if all you do is teach, right, you're probably going to burn out pretty fast. Right. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, so would especially with your forensics class, I think a lot of people's exposure to that kind of stuff is law and order. Right. Or CSI Miami (laughs) or Las Vegas. There's so many CSIs. Do you ever watch one of those shows and just laugh? I do because, and I tell my kids this all the time. Uh, When we're in class, we'll talk about, maybe we're talking about a crime scene, and I'll always say jokingly, I say, now, just so you know, we're not going to solve this in 54 minutes because that's how long the episode (laughs) is, Right. Um, so I was like, it's going to take more than 54 minutes to, to do all this stuff. Yeah. I said, Hollywood makes it look like you can show the crime, have the suspect, right. uh, investigate it, do the court, do the sentence, and it's over, and right. then the credits come up. I said, it, it's going to take a little longer than that. I think what's pretty especially cool about a class like that is um, you've got to have a whole set of skills to be able to do forensics. It's Correct. not just science. you got right. to do a little bit of everything. Yep. So. And, and what's cool is second semester we'll do, probably starting in Marches, mm-hmm. I'll set up a whole mock crime scene, and then yeah. we'll do it from start to finish, which will take, 
about four or five weeks. Yeah. It'll take all the way close to May, and they'll draw, and they'll triangulate, and they'll measure, yeah. and they'll bag, and yes, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's one of the things I think that uh, our school system does well, and that it wasn't the case when I was in high school, and I'm sure when you were in high school, it was kind of just, here's your classes, we're going to get you ready for for college, or right. you're going to go the vacational route. Right. But like your the career path you're teaching kids on, like how cool is that to you're in high school and you're learning forensics, you're learning about the law, and like you might be ready to jump straight straight into. I think career. it's so cool. Every time I meet someone new, they'll ask, you know, what do you teach, you know, or if they find I'm a teacher, and I'll tell them, and they're like, I didn't have that in high school. I said, I know, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, kids. Uh, there's a waiting list to get into the class. It's just, yeah. it's just fun. And, and I'm not bragging on me. It's just a fun class. Yeah. I mean, it's just really cool stuff. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, I really appreciate you sitting down with me. I think, uh, I, I mean, you've got such a cool, cool story into education, and I just I appreciate you sharing it with us. Yes, thank you. That was awesome. I mean, it was, it was it's fun. It's fun stuff. This has been an official podcast of Fayette County Public Schools. For more stories from our district, visit us online at fcboe.org, where you can also find links to our social media channels. If you know someone you would like to see featured on a future episode, email us at dunn.chris at fcboe.org. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for joining us on the honor roll. Class dismissed.